0: the modern conservative podcast with john harvey good afternoons ladies and gentlemen and yes my name is john harvey i am and i am your host of the modern conservative podcast i like to say five days a week but i would be lying therefore that makes me a politician (laughs) so (laughs) and i'm not a politician um Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, today, um, first of all, let me get some things out of the way. You can find me at the Modern at TMCPNation uh, com or the Modern Conservative Podcast on uh, Podbean and forty five other platforms such as Google, Twitch, and some other stuff. Just iHeartRadio. Just put my name in, and you could find your blackness anywhere you seek. Um. So today I want to talk about local politics here in Utah. You know, one of the big controversies in our state is is uh, water. Oh, boy, water is such a big issue here. We just keep building apartment complexes and stacking people on top of each other and, you know, cramming a lot of people on a small footprint. But the problem is you're still using water. Um, you may free up some of the land, Utah government, but you're not freeing up the use of water. As a matter of fact, it's a more strain on that particular resource when you start building apartment complexes in certain cities and then you're inviting more people into this to the state. Which I wish you stopped doing. I mean, if you have the right to come here, you have the right to go. <laughs> And if you live in Salt Lake City, that is a reference to you. You know what I mean. But topic at hand today is local things that are going on in our state. And uh, most of the conversation today will be dominated by water, specifically the Great Salt Lake of Utah. Um, That has been a big mystery here in Utah to a lot of us that uh, a lot of us that are wondering what's going on with the great salt lake, you know, that area is booming right now when in it, when, and when there's an area that's booming, that means somebody's making a lot of money. See, for those of you who don't live in Utah, what you don't understand, we live in that. We live in what's called the Wasatch front. It's basically a valley. And in this valley, we're surrounded by mountains. And within the mountains, there's three, four lakes, five big lakes. You got the Great Salt Lake. You, got, you have Utah Lake. You have Pine View Reservoir. You have Jordan Ale, You had Echo. You have Rockport, Willard Bay, and a few others. Now, this past winter, we had a hell of a snow winter, one hell of a snow winter. We had tons of snow which translate to tons of water. I mean, like more water than we've had in the last 40 years. That's how much water we have. But the problem is for me at least, uh, and a lot of us that that live here in the Wasatch Front, and we focus on local politics and things that go on in our city, our county, and our state, it's really concerning to us because we have this thing called the Inland Port. Basically, it's a new industrial area that has its own sovereignty. It's uh, brought in from outside resources, outside sources, and internal sources and resources, such as the local government and local money. The inland port is supposed to be a great asset to the state as well as the western part of the country for for as far as import but but not only that that area has a high water table due to the Great Salt Lake now mind you when you remove the water what do you create you create real estate and from outward appearances now i'm going to say outward appearances i'm going to bring somebody on my show who knows a lot more about this specifically than i do but from outward appearances the question is if every body of water in our county in the Wasatch Front let's keep it more specific is at peak levels Why isn't the Great Salt Lake rising equally because you think about it Lake Powell which is basically in the middle of nowhere was down 60 feet a year ago now it's up 60 feet in less than a year. Utah Lake, completely full. Willard Bay last year had more shore, shoreline than it ever had before. It's up to capacity. View Reservoir, it's up to capacity. Echo Lake Reservoir, which is normally down, is up to capacity. Uh, Rockport is up to capacity. But the only place in this valley where the water is super low, when I say low, I mean very, very, very low. As a matter of fact, when I came to the state in 1992, the Great Salt Lake flooded across Interstate 80 going east and west to Wendover and from Wendover, Nevada. That's how much water was at the Great Salt Lake. And that was, what, 28 years ago, give or take? But today, the water has receded literally three, 400 yards yards from the shore. But magically, with all this weather we had this year, all the snow we had this year, it has done nothing. You know, and there's three bodies of water from Cret flows into the Great Salt Lake. So with all runoff in the water we've had in the past year, and traditionally water runs into the Great Salt Lake, I want someone to tell me, email me and tell me why the Great Salt Lake is no longer receiving water. You know, you have the, 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 the government here tells you that this water is evaporating so fast. We don't know what to do. We need to do something about it. Well, close the gates. Close the gates at the pump house. I've actually been down. Well, actually, let me excuse me. I've seen video of friends of mine that went down to the gates. And you can see the water flowing from the Great Salt Lake. Now, the pumps aren't open or on, but the gates are open. Why is that so? So if you can't keep the gate, if the gates aren't closed to capture water, guess what happens? The water runs out into a, what they call, evaporation flats. There's no no mystery to this. There's no mystery mystery at all, people. None. If everybody water in our county and in our state, and such as Lake Powell can get 60 feet of water in one year, Why is it the Utah Lake can't get more than four feet of rise? Why is that? Though it does sit next to some of the most expensive property to be in the future, why isn't it that lake does not rise? I don't buy the evaporation story. Not at all. Not at all. I don't buy it. Because if it was such a thing as the evaporation story, why isn't any other body water evaporating? Why doesn't Utah Lake, which is shallow, why is it not evaporating? Why isn't Willer Bay evaporating? Why isn't Pine um, View evaporating? Why isn't Jordan L evaporating? Now, there is a difference there's a difference of having a bad winter as far as snow in our state two, three consecutive years in a row. I can see when the water is low then. So when when all the water is low, that means all the po- reservoirs are low. We just seen that a few years ago or last year. But on the opposite, opposite side of that, When all the reservoirs rise, so should the Great Salt Lake. So should the Great Salt Lake. There is a restriction or an outflow on, on the Great Salt Lake. And What I mean by outflow is there is something causing this water to just disappear other than evaporation. That lake has been there for hundreds of years, a long, long time. And it's never evaporated before until recent years. So the climate over the Great Salt Lake is pretty much the same climate over Utah Lake. It's pretty much the same climate of Jordan It's pretty much the same climate over Willard Bay. It's pretty much the same climate over um, Pine View. Temperatures may fluctuate, for example, in Jordan or Echo, or Rockport because of higher elevation. But at the end of the day, a lot of these reservoirs should be evaporating, especially Willard Bay, especially um, Utah Lake, especially the Great Salt Lake, even the little ponds like Willow Ponds and these ponds that we have around our, our city and town. They all should be evaporating as well. But no, it's only the Great Salt Lake. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Great Salt Lake has a high number of minerals in it. You got lithium, you've got magnesium in it, and you have what we call good old salt. Now, what's ironic is this there's an item that we use the most that has revolutionized the electric car industry. That's lithium batteries. Lithium bat now, which is in the Utah Lake. There's no doubt about that. It has a high concentration of lithium. That's been stated and that is known. But there's something new coming out. And those who come out with it first makes the most amount of money. So there's this new battery coming out. It's called a sodium and ion. Guess what is one of the uh, main ingredients is? Hmm, sodium. Hmm, what is that? Salt. The Great Salt Lake, the bottom is full of salt. As a matter of fact, you can walk out there in some areas, swipe your finger on the ground, and you can taste the salt. That's how much salt is in that lake. It's one of the highest concentrated body of water of salt, sodium, on the planet. I think it's maybe two others that are ahead of the Great Salt Lake. I'm not exactly sure, so don't hold me to that one, but I know it's in the top five as far as salt density. If you drain that lake, imagine who makes a lot of money. Anybody who's in bed with these companies that are mining minerals. One of the companies that are using that lake right now is called Compass. I did a little bit reading on those guys and, you know, the legislation are saying that, you know, they're kind of hurting the lake and they're pulling water out of the lake. And, you know, the water is not being reconcentrated into the lake. So where the hell is the water going then? If they're pulling that kind of volume of water out of a freaking lake, where is that water going? Where is that salty water going? To a distillery? I highly doubt it. Are they taking it all the way to the ocean and blending it with the other salt? I don't think so. Now, these are just questions that makes you go, hmm, I'm not a biologist. I'm a common-sense-ologist. That's what I am. I'm just a straight-o common-sense-ologist using a little bit of common sense because it's just not jiving. I'm that kind of guy where you can pee on my back and tell me it's raining. I'm probably not going to believe you. I just know I got pissed on. That's just me. That's just me. And I'm sure some local politicians here in our state are not going to like this conversation because a lot of people don't know what's going on in our state. Let's face it. People don't know anything going on outside of their door. You can ask somebody what's going on in the world. Hell, you can nowadays, I dare you to ask someone who's not really politically connected. Say, have you ever heard of Ukraine? Do you know what's going on in Ukraine? Hey, have you heard of the war? Hey, did you hear about Putin talking about using nuclear weapons on Ukraine? Ah, you didn't hear that, huh? So which means you'll be SOL. If shit hits the fan here in our country. See, there's people don't even know what's going on in their own state. Nonetheless, in their entire country. People don't know when they're subject to bad times because They remove themselves from politics, and what they don't realize, it's politics that runs their life. Here locally, a lot of people don't know what the hell is going on in our state. They don't know about, they're talking about building a new tram that benefits two private companies. And the legislation or the government, I should say, is going to say, well, they bring a lot of tax dollars to, our state, if we were to build the tram, actually, it wouldn't bring a lot of tax dollars. Nobody's going to come here and go, oh, Utah's got a tram, so let's drive all the way from Switzerland or fly away from Switzerland just to get on the tram while we have them. What's going to happen is this. There's going to be more real estate sold because of that tram. This is just another ruthless truth today. This is just another way of people getting their pocket padded here in our state. Why are people going to use the tram more than anyone else? Why do we think we can generate more revenue? We're not. It's just the people will be driving a lot, won't be driving as much up that mountain, but it doesn't mean it's going to bring more revenue. Because when you get to the top of that mountain, you still have to ski and pay for your ski passes. And a lot of people... Can't afford it because you build a tram doesn't mean more people can afford to go up to, you know, a snowbird or Alta or whatever the ski resorts is up there. Hell, I got to pay taxes and I don't even know who they are. But I have common sense to know when that tram's going to that private business up there, they're going to make good money because let me tell you why they're going to make good money. Because when the Pat, when the, uh, Mountain is shut down because of avalanche and snow and drifts. It still allows the money to keep flowing to that mountain. That's why they're going to make a lot of money. But it doesn't mean more people are going to go to the mountain. It does not. It doesn't mean it's going to create more taxes. Those that live here in the state that ski, already ski. Those that come in from another location, another state, they're not coming here because you have a tram. They come here to ski. The tram mostly benefits two people. The government and people that are sitting in transportation that are working with the companies that are building the tram and the private ski resorts. you just making 100% assurance, giving the 100% assurance that they can always get their patrons to that mountain. So if you're a member of the Alta Club, you would like that then you can have your private meetings. A lot of you don't know what the Alta Club is, but I just threw that out there. (laughs) So I'm not for taxpayer dollars going to this tram. Not at all. If the ski resorts want to build it, that's fine. The state still can get tax revenue. But it doesn't have to take taxpayer money to generate more taxpayer revenue when the private companies can build this tram and create more tax revenue by people buying tickets that they paid for and paying taxes on that ticket to ride that tram, like the bus system, for example. Yes. I wasn't a big fan for tracks either. I don't use tracks. Um, that's another issue. I don't know if it ever makes money or if they ever going to make money. I don't know what the deal is that with that, but, I see a lot of empty seats on the track system here. It's kind of like, and it's more of a black hole when it comes to money. The people at, uh, at the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, at tracks, the CEO and the president of, of that organization, because that's what it is to me, an organization, they make pretty good money, really good money. Under the Utah transit authority. As a matter of fact, you know, I think they need to get an audit, as far as I'm concerned. All these state bureaucracy needs an audit. You know, they talk about they don't have money, they need money. You give them millions and millions and millions of dollars. But uh, they always talk about they don't have money, but they always manage to pay their people pretty well. That's politics, people. That's scratching somebody else's back. but I think we need to do a better job. Um, We need a better job with our government, our local government, our state government, because you don't want me to run. You don't want me in politics because I am that bull in the China shop. I'm not trying to be like Donald Trump. I will tell you right now, I would clean house. I would have enemies. Hell, I would need state highway patrol security. Because I'm by the people and for the people. I truly believe that this is the people's state. When there's a state surplus, people need to be part of that state surplus. For example, if you got a $3 billion surplus, 30% of it needs to go back to the citizens. Because it's our money. I don't know why people think that we should give legislation... Absolute control over our money. As a matter of fact, we may need to amend the Constitution. If there's a surplus in our government, the people come first. The people come first. And it doesn't mean if you make $10 million a year and you pay a million dollars in taxes, you get the most of the money. No, that's not how it works. It's all proportional. Just for being the people just for being the people. Not everybody work all the time, works all the time. But at all times, the people are the people. I'm so tired of hearing about how local government can't help the homeless. Ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. You're talking about building a tram using taxpayer dollars to so-called generate revenue for the state. But yet, if those private businesses build a tram, you're still going to get tax revenue without using taxpayers' dollars. I get it. Now, if that was a public facility at the top of that mountain, paid for by the state, I get it. Public use, public tram. Public use, public tram. That tram is for the people because the place is the final destination is a public facility, ski resort. I get it. But if it's a private, I'm not with you on that. I We call that in the military, waste, fraud, and abuse. Because it's wasting taxpayers' dollars to help out a, a private party. And you can call it whatever you want. You're not trying to raise taxpayer money. You're trying to create relationships and, and pad your pocket. And then you'll go down and buy all the land around this area because you're going to need parking now. See, that's another issue that where they make a lot of money. They go buy up the property. Individuals that knows what's about to happen, who have friends in planning and zoning, they all get to talking, and they start getting these little deals Trust me, this really goes on. They get these little deals and they go out and buy all the land because if you have a tram system, people still have to have a way of parking. Not everybody's going to take the damn bus. Majority of the people are going to take do parking. Now, some people will still drive up the mountain, some will because the road can be gnarly in the wintertime. It really can be. But you still got to have. A parking base. If you have a tram system, and that system requires real estate to park these vehicles, mark my word. There's about a hundred ways these people are making money that we have no clue about. And now I may be exaggerating a hundred. It may be ninety nine point six. But there's many ways of making money. So, but this goes back to what I've been saying all along when I do podcasts: vet your government people. Know who you're putting in office. Don't fall for the kissing the baby shit. Don't fall for, oh, he articulates really well. Uh, Even a liar can articulate a liar, lie to make it sound like a truth. Know who you're putting in office. When I eventually run for office one day, you're going to know who I am because I have nothing to hide. I am who I am, whether you like it or not. You know, whether you like my past or you like my future or my ideals and my thoughts, past, present, and future thoughts, that's for you to decide. My thing is this. If you don't like me, don't vote for me. But one thing about me is simply this. If I tell you I'm going to end the program, I'm pretty much going to do everything I can to end the program. If I tell you if I'm going to bring about a program, I'm going to bring about that program because you're going to help me. Because we believe in the same things mostly. We believe in the rights of the people. We believe in the Constitution. We believe that we are free people. And the government is our government. And that government is supposed to represent us. Though they don't, they should. Most of these cats are millionaires. That's not representing us. You got to understand this. They don't represent us. They may talk like us. But they are not us. They may call themselves a conservative. Hell, Spencer Cox is now calling himself a conservative. It's an election year. Becky Edwards called herself a conservative. It's an election year. We all know those two are not Republicans. Not even close. Well, excuse me. They're definitely Republicans, but they're not conservatives. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference. All Republicans say they're the conservative when they're running for office. They all say they're conservatives because they know they won't get the conservative vote if you're just a regular old Mitt Romney. See, Mitt Romney is a Republican, so-called. And there's people who love Mitt Romney because those are the people who believe in giving all their money to him, but not know a damn thing about politics. <clears throat> they they eat up the sound bites, they eat up the education, they eat up the resume, they eat up the resume but they know nothing about his politics. And even when these guys get in office, they still don't know a damn thing about their politics. And this is what's ridiculous about politics and people putting people in the office just because you wear a nice suit, just because you used to be the governor of Michigan, just because this and that and tit for tat, because there's a lot of that going on, tit for tat, that is. People just got to do it. You need to do a better job. We've got a new election. Come- Look, we know our president right now, sitting president, is a dirtbag. We know that. We know he's a crook. He's a crook. His whole damn families are crooks. It's proven. It's proven. But it will never come true unless somebody with some kahunas bring it to the public sector for the entire public to see what's happening in our Congress and with our presidents. It's all about keeping everything in the dark and telling a lie over and over and over again. So those people who believe that if they're getting pissed on, it is actually raining, believe what they're telling them. See, it's not for you and I. It's for those people. that get pissed on and they don't realize they're getting pissed on because they really think it's raining. So this isn't about, this isn't for we the people is for those the idiots the uninformed voters so I will I just ask you guys be conscious of who you're voting for even in our local election even in our local election be cautious and be careful who you vote for not everybody that's wearing the R is on the right side that's not what the R stands for they're not on the right side. There are a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. Well, listen, I'm coming to the conclusion of another great show. I'm coming to another ramble that's coming to an end. Um, I really didn't have a topic of the day. I just wanted to get some things off my chest. But join me later on this week. Hopefully, I can do another podcast. And always look me up on the Modern Conservative podcast.com or TNCP Nation. My name is Jonathan Harvey. Oh, and you can look at me on, on uh, TikTok under Ruthless Truths. My name is Jonathan Harvey and I am your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast. I'll see you guys on the flip side and love you all.